Welcome to Potter Familius, coming to you from Fairhope, Alabama. What's that Saturday Night Live thing? What's the what? The, the Saturday Night Live thing that you know, Jim Carrey did. Oh, yeah. What is that? But only their heads move. Right, exactly. I'm Night ta- at the Roxbury, that's what it is. I'm <laughs> Todd Sylvester. I'm Stephen Sylvester. This is Potter Familius. You already said that in the recording. I did. I just wanted to say it again to make sure. Just to in case you were wondering. Just to do it live? Yeah, you know, for authenticity and stuff. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Okay, I thought I already forgot. Disposable culture. <laughs> disposable culture. <laughs> and the ge- well, and the genius of the boomers. Like, yeah. I'm not a boomer, though. I'm a Gen Xer. Right, so... So um, why don't you say the genius of the Gen Xers? Well, because you you're you are a weird Gen Xer, and I'll explain what I mean. So, what? right, and not in a bad way, in a good way. Here, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I'm talking about. So, I was reading an article about a guy who is in his late 60s who said that he knows how to fix and or completely replace by himself every single thing on his property. And he was writing this article from the point of view of because he had seen those videos we've talked about before where the dad is teaching his daughter how to dad do how do I dad how do I which is wonderful I think that's amazing he's got over two million subscribers that's awesome and he this guy who Although was on, some of his videos he's reading children's books now oh really yeah well like for his grandkids or something I don't think so oh okay it's gotten weird but anyway go ahead that normally happens right I rest, think it just rest re- in peace shaytards I think he's so just- <laughs> I think he just ran out of stuff to do. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. But uh, yeah, so I lost my train of thought. Oh, so, so this somebody, guy can do all these this things. This guy wrote an article in response to that saying that's normal for most of the people that he grew up with who are around his age. Where, you have to. Right, because there was no other choice. So if your vacuum cleaner breaks, you fix it. You take you don't it apart. Get, right. And back then, it's a lot of the things, belt, by the way. It's normally the belt. Okay, yeah, concerned. it's normally the belt. And I actually do know how to do that, in fairness. I know how to do one thing. When it comes to fixing stuff, so leave me alone. But I didn't say anything. You, your eyes were saying it. So uh, this guy wrote an article explaining that his daughter was amazed when she came over and he was telling her, "I can fix the oven, I can fix the vacuum cleaner, I fi- I can fix everything on my car." He knows how to do all this stuff because all the stuff in his house is relatively old. Like it's been a while since he's bought anything new because he knows how to fix everything. And his daughter was like, well, why don't you just buy new stuff? And he was like, it was like he was talking to an alien, he said, because of the mindset difference. So the genius of boomers in that generation is that they did not have the option that we have today of ordering something new on Amazon that's pretty cheap and will work for a while and can replace basically all of our stuff that way. Right. They had to fix things. So they learned without manuals or YouTube or anything. Well, because you had to. We had a friend that came over one time and I was in the middle of fixing or changing out the water heater. Mm-hmm. And this guy's an engineer. He's an engineer. Okay. So to me, I'm thinking engineer, that means you can fix anything. I guess that's not the case because he came over and it was a weird thing that I was trying to do it when they were coming for the weekend because mom said, we have to have hot water. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to wait until Monday so I could get a better deal on the water heater. I know. All right. Mm. So I'm bad. You're not getting me on your side in this story. Okay. Anyway. 
So I'm in the middle of cutting the pipe and because they didn't even have cutoffs on this one water heater. It's just dumb. Yeah, I, I, I was going to ask, you, I was I gonna ask if they had cutoffs, you know. <laughs> and so he was like, Todd, this is so amazing that you can do this. And I said, no, it's not. This is nothing that I'm doing is amazing. I wasn't even sweating the valves on. I yeah, I was going to ask valves. if you were doing that. It was a very tight fit. It was the only reason why I wasn't doing it. But I was putting all, all of it together and I'm reconnecting the gas line. He's like, well, what's that stuff that you're putting on there? I'm like, pipe dope. He goes, what? I was like, come on. You can't tell me as an engineer that you don't know how to do this kind of stuff. But he can just make a phone call mm -hmm. because he is an engineer. He can just make a phone call. I couldn't. Weekend rates with a plumber? Are you kidding me? Yep. It's not going to happen. So for some things, yeah, there is definitely an economic divide where some people are able to pretty much replace all of their stuff because they are economically able to do so. Um, we're not really in that position. But I'm revealing a lot about not myself and my mind. Well, yeah. Excuse me. I think that'd thank be cool you. to be thank able to you, just call LaCroix for the... We're not sponsored by LaCroix. We we're not. Stop saying that. I was going to say thank you to LaCroix for making me burp so that I have to keep coming back but to I the I think microphone. that'd be cool to be able to make a phone call and say, fix it. I don't I don't even need an estimate. Hey, LaCroix. Just fix it. If you sponsor us, then maybe we will make a phone call and get things fixed and replaced that'd like be, that. But but I'm showing, awesome. I'm showing my age by even the mindset that I have when it comes to this stuff because I would assume that our first course of action is like, okay, how much does it cost on Amazon to replace this thing that is broken? Instead right, of... Like when you called me when your dryer broke recently. Yeah. What were you thinking? Well, see, this is the difference is that we have a you who we can call and say, hey, can you fix this? Do you know how to fix this? Because you're one of those people who knows how to fix things. And a lot of people in the boomers generation learned how to do a lot of that stuff. So, and, how, so how much would a new gas dryer cost you? Oh, I have no idea. Literally, I have no idea. Uh, come on, a million dollars? Take a guess. Uh, Twenty bucks? A million? Three hundred dollars. Uh, you got to keep going up. Okay, five hundred dollars. Closer. Six hundred? Yeah, around six hundred. Yeah. We okay. Can't afford that. How much was the part that I, I paid to fix Wasn't your car? Like Thirty bucks. Twenty. Yeah, twenty bucks. Yeah. Twenty dollars for a new igniter. And our dryer's fine. It's not like I was saying like, oh darn, we got to get a new dryer. But uh, if you would handed me the part and been like okay work on it it would have i maybe maybe could have fixed it but it would have taken me hours to figure With out some what youtube videos do. well youtube doesn't count because they didn't have youtube the boomer generation didn't have youtube to learn all this stuff neither did your generation by the way y'all yeah. didn't have youtube to figure all this stuff out so to us but once you get to, in there to hang millennials on. well hang on let me finish my point to millennials like me it looks like magic yeah, when y'all do stuff that's like what that. i'm saying because you've never been in there yeah. Once you get in there, you start to figure out how things are put together, mm. how they're manufactured. J just like I, I have opened that dryer now so many times to replace the felt guides on it and, yeah. and everything else that I can do it in my sleep because you just start to know. Like, I, all right, one of the screws was, was uh, too difficult for me to unloosen. So I knew how to get the whole gas assembly out of there just to take the igniter off. Okay. Because you just start to know. And you just knew from doing it before. Right. Like, okay. like oh, it's got to be connected somewhere in here. There, there are the screws. Unscrew those. See, that makes sense. And 
in fairness, I do now have more of a grasp. I'm not as intimidated by the idea of doing a brake job on a car because we did one together. You, do, you were fine. Yeah, and I was really worried when we started. I was like, I don't know how to do this. And you made me worried when you were like, yeah, we'll figure it out. I was like, oh, no. I thought it's that you breaks. I thought you were the wizard who knew everything about how to fix things. And it turns out you're not, which is fine. No, it's it just, turns out that I don't know everything. But you see, this is the difference, right? You just said it. The yeah. difference is I'll dive in. I'll dive in, even with a little bit of like, I'm not exactly sure, but I know it's not astrophysics. Okay. There is no calculus involved in changing brakes. That's fair. So you, you just dive in. Yeah. Oh, it didn't come off? I'll bet you there's another bolt somewhere. Let's feel around. There it is. I, I'll bet you it's around 15 millimeters. And we needed that special tool that twists. Yeah, and, and I happen to have one. Right. Which, if we hadn't had that tool. Go figure. Yeah. So, my point in, in picking this topic was, excuse me. Again, thank you, LaCroix. If you want to sponsor this video, that'd be great. <laughs> Stop it. Sorry. It's, you know. Thank you, Water. LaCroix. Uh which somebody, a bunch of people were giving me crap for drinking LaCroix on Instagram recently because I posted it. I don't know. I posted a picture of it. I was like, it's actually growing on me. And a bunch of people did emojis of like throwing it in the trash and how dare you. And, Ew, gross. And I was like, okay. People have strong opinions about LaCroix. Jeez. But anyway. Because the company's evil or something? Or they just don't like the taste? No, I think they just don't like the taste. Or they don't like the idea of drinking a carbonated beverage that doesn't have any sugar or okay. sweetener. Okay. You know, because it just tastes like... Tastes like you're drinking like soda that was stored near a lime tree, you know? <laughs> and, and you're drinking it, not me. Uh, it's great. I dig water. Okay. All right. So your point. So the boomers. Yeah. They did all this stuff without the benefit of YouTube. And it seems like most people from that generation were really willing to take that extra step of diving in and learning how things work because they didn't really have a choice. So... That's something that's lost on my generation. Unless How? unless we have a dad like you who can teach us this stuff, or at least having the mindset of being willing to try. You know How what I mean? many, though, of those boomers had other people to teach them stuff, do you think? I don't know. I really do think a lot of it was just a mindset. That you, you, you figured out if your brakes were making noise, you took your tires off and you looked at them. Mm. And then you're like, oh, that, lo that doesn't look right. And then you, hey, Uncle Billy... Can you help me change the brakes? And you just, you dove in. Like, I do remember your grandfather, my dad, yeah. who one time came home and I had the toaster oven completely disassembled on the kitchen table. And he's like, what the hell? He's, just, he's going off on it. What was that? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what? And he goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, the elements didn't work on the bottom. So it's like, you're going to break it. And I said, no, it was broken. The mm -hmm. elements were broken on the bottom. It wasn't toasting bagels properly. So I took it apart. I took the parts that is a down crisis. to an appliance parts store, which I, I don't even know if they exist anymore. It's but a good back, thing you did that. How would your family then, have survived? In the 80s, shut up. Back in the 80s, there were appliance parts stores. And, mm. and, and I, I went down there and I walked in and he goes, oh, you need the... Four to seven, three dash C one two. Where'd you grow up again? Well, I'm doing a southern accent because he's selling parts. So you're stereotyping him. Oh, you need the oh, you need the C one two dash. Did you grow up in England now? Two. Yes, <laughs> yes, I did. So 
Sorry, continue. And, I'll drink my Lacroix. And he had them, and they were only like seven bucks a piece, so I fixed the toaster. Instead of getting a new toaster. Because you you take it apart. You start mm-hmm. taking it apart, and it's like, hey, there's screws on the bottom of a toaster oven. Go yeah, figure. That makes sense. And you unscrew them, and parts start coming apart. I know. So I, I think it's more I of an attitude it. thing. Yeah, and that's do. that's fair. I think that that is in line with what I was thinking about with this because I was like examining my own ability to fix things and like I'm just not used to assuming that I can fix something. So it definitely feels like it could be a mindset thing. That's interesting. But there's a certain level of things that you'll dive into though. Yeah. I mean, well, sometimes now. you like having me around. Yeah, try 10 years ago. Well, right, but ten, 10 years ago you were only what 19 yeah so you're still in college and stuff i mean i get it some of the things are more intimidating than others like i don't Mm -hmm. i don't like dealing with live 220 power well nobody because because i got i got hit by electrician one time so by the way i'm glad you're still alive thank you thank you i still have to deal with it sometimes (laughs) i just don't tell mom (laughs) right and we're just going to pretend this conversation that is now recorded forever (laughs) Never happened. <clears throat> so, all right. So, what is your what is your point then? So, I, I wanted to just sort of examine the idea of there's a loss, uh, there's a lost wisdom from boomers that doesn't seem like it's been naturally passed down to my generation. I agree with you. I agree with you. Part of that, I think, is because things are ne- not necessarily. I don't want to say, oh, they don't make them like they used to. That's not. No, that's not what case. I'm saying either. No, but I'm saying there are some things that are designed to be disposable nowadays. Yeah. In that response it, to consumer demand, though. Yes, and it's a little irritating because it's not worth fixing. You get a five-year-old flat screen, and it goes out. And I'll go online and I'll go on the forums and they'll be like, it's the motherboard and the motherboard mm-hmm. costs $400 and another brand new television costs 500 bucks. Yeah. And you're like, uh, yeah, why not? Yeah. So that, that's a little irritating, but, um, there's, there's, there's other things. The electronics do kill a lot of things that you can fix, mm-hmm. but then there's other things like, okay, I'm working on a lawnmower right now and the deck, a brand new deck is $700. But, I'm going to weld like a madman on this deck and and put in a new wheel assembly and I'm going to weld it up like nuts and I'm going to paint it and it's going to look basically brand new and probably be better than when it was first manufactured. Right on. That is the Todd principle, isn't it? What's up? Yeah. yeah. Make it be able to last a nuclear yeah. apocalypse. All right. Sounds good. Hey, do you have a, a song for a little known thing? I do. I do actually. Um, oh wait, you meant for a? You mean like a recorded song? Yeah. No. Okay. So periodically we'll be sharing a little-known thing about Stefan and myself. I can make up a little-known thing song real quick. <laughs> don't don't do that because then you'll be doing a song at the end. Okay. So, but uh, little-known things. Normally these are going to be for the bonus episodes, but we'll. We'll kind of give you a taste of one. This is a bonus little known thing. A, a bonus little, this episode six. Not in the bonus episode, just a bonus regular episode little known thing. Okay, there you go. Yeah. If you're watching the video of this podcast, you may notice that I wear either what looks like the largest wedding band that you've ever seen in your life, or it's more than one ring. And it is more than one ring. Oh, spoiler alert. I wear four rings 
on my ring finger on my left hand and no rings on my right hand whatsoever. And the four rings are the one closest to my hand is my actual wedding band that was put on there by your mom, Mm -hmm. August 3rd, 1990, and has not been off my finger in now close to 30 years. That's impressive. Because I never had a reason to take it off. And then in Taekwondo, I broke this knuckle, which is now has a little bit of scar tissue in it. And I, the only way to get that ring off is to cut it off. Oof. So I'm pretty confident I'm just going to be buried with that one. There the next, go. the next ring down has a Latin phrase put on there: "Pax Domini sit semper vobiscum," mm-hmm. which means "The peace of the Lord be with you always." Then the next ring is a rosary ring that I had made back in college, and I used to wear it on this finger. And then for a while, I was just wearing two rings. Um, but then I needed to go bigger. I wanted to go bigger, go home. And then the last one was another rosary ring that I got. uh, And I don't even remember why I started this up. I put it on there and mom's like, okay, that's too much. (laughs) And you were like, like, uh, no, it's not like you look like Liberace. And then we went to a dinner party (laughs) and I walked in and I'm talking to the husband and mom walks across the room and she's talking with the wife and she's looking over at me and kind of an inquisitive look on her face. And, and she goes, man, I never realized Todd's wedding band is so huge. He looks married a mile away. And mom went, hmm, I like that now. Yep. I like so that it's story. Been that, been that way ever since. <laughs> Do you, and I don't know if you'd even remember this, but when you first got this ring with the Latin inscription, do you remember how they messed it up the first time? Yes. Do you remember what it said? Uh, Pax Domini Sit Semper Vobiscus. Yeah. So they had to Which change the S to the nothing. <laughs> I'm not a Latin scholar, so I wouldn't have noticed. Somebody who's a Latin scholar, what does that mean? Vobiscus. I don't know. It's not the same thing as a it's the, it's proboscis. The wrong, it's the wrong verb tense. Yeah. All right. What's your little known thing? Uh, my little known thing. Wait, I was supposed to come up with one? Or are you talking about a song? No, for yourself. A little known thing about yourself. A little known thing about myself? Yeah, that they would be interested in knowing. Um, the people that listen and watch this podcast. Well, you mentioned martial arts. I am a cool. second degree black belt in Korean Taekwondo and definitely very rusty, but I can still kick above my head and I don't stretch on a regular basis, which I should. But for some reason, like my my joints and tendons, I must have activated something in there that's never quite gone away. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And the only reason why you probably didn't end up on the national demo team is because mom and dad didn't have the money to send you to Korea. Correct. It was very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have done that. Also, I'm much bigger than a typical person who does Taekwondo. So I maybe could have had an MMA career, but not in jumping up in the air. I was a little too I thought you were going to, if you're talking about Taekwondo, talk about the time you accidentally broke that guy's nose. I preferred to just forget that, that happened. Okay. Because it was really horrible and embarrassing, and I still feel bad about that. I didn't bring it up. Yes, you did. You got a song? Want some percussion? Yeah, absolutely. So, this one, this particular song, is called The Long Way Home. And I wrote this with my buddy Cam Monroe. You got enough room?
Still young and dumb enough to make a few mistakes But wise enough to know when to ask for a little grace Rolling down the road Learning as I go on the long way home Wrestling with questions I can't find the answers to been on my knees hoping that all you say is true I got a restless soul I'm learning as I go on the long way home I know life don't come easy Only got one life to live, yeah We're only getting older Time is moving slower When will my heart stop wanting? Always on to the new thing I'm getting used to waiting I'm gonna be okay Finding peace as I roam Taking the long way home Married with kids I guess I'm not a kid no more Hit some dead ends, but just as many open doors It's been a long, hard road I'm learning as I go on the long way home I know life don't come easy Only got one life to live, yeah We're only getting older Time is moving slower When will my heart stop wanting? Always on to the new thing I'm getting used to waiting I'm gonna be okay Finding pieces I roam Taking the long way home The long way to live yeah we're only getting older time is moving slower when will my heart stop wanting always on to the new day i'm getting used to waiting i'm gonna be okay with finding peace as i roam i'm taking the long way Taking the long way home. Nice. Thanks so much for listening to Potter Familius. Thanks, y'all. We appreciate it.